Hello, hello to the most wonderful people on earth. You know, I say that to you almost every day because it's the truth. That's why, that's why you're God's wonderful people. Thank you for joining me today, this lovely Thursday. And I'm going to wait till you all come on, you sweet people. But I got to say, you know, we're, we're having a blessed week this week of prayer. This is our week of prayer. We are believing together for God to intervene in your situation, that God would bring your loved ones to him, that he'll meet your needs, every one of them. And please, sweet people, don't miss tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to have again another live prayer service at 7 p.m. And there's going to be a a few people there with us in the audience. We're going to all pray. We're going to all pray tomorrow for you. That God would meet your needs. On Monday, you know, I focused on some nations. Tomorrow I'm going to pray for the church again. But then I'm going to really focus on you tomorrow. I'm going to focus on your needs. And many of you have sent prayer requests on email. Continue to send them, please. Pastor Benny at BennyHinn.org Because tomorrow, the majority of the time as we pray will be for you, for your needs. I'm going to read some of the emails from you. And we're going to believe God with you tomorrow. So please be a part of that tomorrow, 7 p.m. East Coast here. So, thank the Lord for what He's doing. It's been a great week so far, and I'm going to teach on prayer again today and continue because I want to encourage you. It's going to be wonderful. You know, the problem is almost over. That son, that daughter that you've been praying for, they're almost at the door. Things are just going to happen. I just believe that for you. I really do. You know why? Because I believe the word. God said, if we ask, we will receive. It's going to always happen on time. Father, we come. We come with all our hearts in the name of Jesus today, Lord. My sweet, wonderful partners, your dear children, your people, whom you love so much. We all come together, Lord, today in faith, in high expectation believing that every need in our life will be met. Every need, Lord. For you said in your word, if two will agree, it shall be done. It shall be done. Yes, Lord, we believe your word. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. We give you the praise. You know, today I was reading in Luke, how the Lord in Luke 18 was talking about the importance of not fainting, not giving up when you pray, you know. And he talked about the lady who went to that wicked judge and she, you know, came and he would not give her uh, her request. He wouldn't answer. He ignored her. But he said, you know what? She is going to wear me out. I better give her what she wants. And the Lord said, listen to that wicked judge. How much more our Heavenly Father who loves us will not grant our needs, will not give us what we're asking for, and, and, and there's a one precious truth there. It says, though he bear long, though he bear long. That, you know, means clearly God is always on time. Because we always want it like now. But God knows when the best time is. That's why we cannot give up. Because see, we don't see the full picture. We, 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 we just see our need. You know, we have one need here. And we focus on it. 
or maybe one or two more, whatever. But God sees the whole picture. And he does it just right. Well, it will have the greatest effect. Big plus for your life and destiny too. So just don't give up. I'm talking to somebody who needs to hear this. Because God Almighty is going to meet your need. I'm telling you this. Sheila, there's a lady named Sheila who's been praying with desperation. God has heard you. I'm telling you, God has heard your prayer. Just let him do it. Let him do it. And never give up. Let's listen to what the Lord said. Faint not. And I'm talking to a lot of you right now, not just Sheila. I'm talking to a lot of people who may be in that place to say, when? When will it happen? I've been praying for years. Well, it's almost upon you. It's almost there. Because now we're coming closer to the coming of the Lord. And I'm telling you, things are going to start happening very quickly because God says he'll do a quick work in the last days. So our responsibility is to continue calling. James 4.2, ye have not because ye ask not. And remember what it says, how God wondered, you know, in Isaiah 59.16, that there was no uh, intercessor. So let's not cause God to wonder again, please. Let's believe God. Yes, Lord, we're standing upon your word. And you know, I said in the car yesterday, whenever we pray, we are inhaling the life of the Lord and exhaling our life. And every time we pray, his life is poured into us and the flesh begins to die and on and on. So let's just continue from yesterday where, where you know, I left off because I talked about James 1.27, how it's important to take care of the poor. But in the book of Acts, they, 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 they saw prayer more important than that in the book of Acts. And remember, Cornelius prayed and because of Cornelius, and he would not give up. Here's, here's a Gentile praying and God answering his prayer and bringing the gospel not only to him but to the whole world. All the Gentiles received that miracle called salvation. Now, I want to talk to you about perseverance <clears throat> because that's what, what I've been talking about. Never giving up. We cannot. We cannot. We absolutely cannot give up because giving up means we lose. And so... In Luke chapter 11, just one more time real quickly, and I'm going to start reading at verse 5. It says, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is in his journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall enter and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. My children are in bed. I'm not going to rise and give you anything. Though he will not rise and give him because he's his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And I say unto you, Jesus says, and I'm telling you, ask, it shall be given to you. Seek, ye shall find. Knock, it shall be opened. This is our week of doing that. We want to ask so we can receive. We're going to seek so we can find. We're going to knock and knock and knock and knock till the door opens for all of us. And we've been doing it. And tomorrow we're going to do it again. That God will hear our prayer and answer our heart's cry. Yours, mine, because I have needs too, just, just like you. We need to call upon the Lord. Now, 
Isaiah 62. I want to show you something from Isaiah 62. God is faithful, saints. He will not keep you waiting long. I promise you. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. Ye that make mention, I'm talking to you, the Lord's talking to you. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. Give him no rest. Now here he's asking Israel to give him no rest till he establish and make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. But he's saying the same thing to us. Give me no rest till the miracle comes. So prayer is the only power on earth that commands the power of heaven, commands the power of God. Think about that. Prayer is the only power on earth that commands the power of God. I mean, that's, that's a massive headline. And you know, I've said before, prayer can do anything God can do. Prayer then is omnipotent. So only as we pray, we're going to see the power of heaven on, on our life. So, the power of our heavenly life, the power of God himself, saints, his very omnipotence, his very power, is waiting for you and waiting for me to release it as we pray. Think about this. The power of God himself, the power of our heavenly life, the very omnipotence of God waiting for you to be released as you pray. And when you do, the Bible says this is the the only kind of power that will cause God to hear us. You know, even Jesus, when he became flesh, and he was as much man as though he was not God, you know, when he was on earth, Think about this. He was as much man as though he was not God. Yet as much God as though he was not man all at the same time. But let's remember, he was as much man as though he was not God when he lived on the earth. On the earth. It says in Hebrews 5, 7, Who in the days of his flesh, when he became flesh, when he had offered up prayers, He had to pray. Even the Son of God had to pray. And he had to pray with perseverance and strong crying. It says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with strong crying and tears unto him. This is the prayer of perseverance. This is that strong prayer that will not give God rest, you know. Tears unto him that was able to save him from death. And was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. He learned obedience through praying. He suffered and only prayer saved him. In fact, It was prayer that saved him from death itself. It was his own prayer life that brought him victory when he was on that precious cross. 
It says, for the joy that was set before me endured the cross. That joy came on the cross as a result of prayer. The reason he could stand there in front of Caiaphas and not answer a word, such peace flooded his soul. While they were accusing him, such peace and joy flooded his soul. How? Prayer. That's what did it. Such joy flooded his soul as he hung on that cross. It says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He endured the pain of the cross. The joy that filled his heart. How did it come? Prayer. Prayer. Prayer, only prayer takes away fear. You know, we've all experienced that in some way here and there. I remember when the news media came against me. And it was a scary time for me. But I decided to pray. And that same after- afternoon, Paul and Jen Karach had asked me to go and do behind the scenes for them. I was so full of joy. I was so full of peace that a pastor called me and said, how can you do it? Tonight they will destroy you on TV. I said, no, they can't destroy me. And he was stunned that I was so joyful and so peaceful. But I had been praying that day. You think when I'd get up on that, on those platforms and those crusades, when I was so joyful and peaceful, I didn't have problems? Oh, yes, I did. One time in a crusade, I never shared this before. One time, I was sued by somebody. And they came to the green room before I stepped up on the platform and gave me the whatever I had to be given so I can appear in court, you know. The summons, I think it's called, whatever. And did it affect me? No. I walked out on that platform with such peace and joy knowing the Lord already took care of it. Took care of it. That's what prayer does, saints. And God did take care of it. Within days it was all, you know, it just fizzled out. We all have moments. But I, the Lord gives us such amazing comfort when we read, look at this, what he had to go through, which we never have to go through. Dying on a cross, he was able to have peace and joy because it says he offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard, meaning he had peace and joy in that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned the obedience by the things he suffered and being made perfect. Think about that. That kind of prayer brought perfection to the work that he had done for the Lord, for his Father. He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Hallelujah, Lord, I give you praise. So here we we see an amazing miracle. The Lord understood the power of prayer, saints. And he understood it so much because in Luke 3.21, even though I share this Monday, I think I need to repeat it. In Luke 3.21, he began his ministry in prayer. When he was baptized, he was in prayer. That's why the Holy Spirit came in the shape of a dove. Because Jesus was praying. And God spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He was praying. In Mark 1.35, it talks about how the Lord 
understood the power of prayer that he would he would get up and pray you know every single day and that's what kept him and maintained him it says and in the morning rising up a great while before day mark 135 he went out and departed into a solitary place we must be alone we cannot see the power of god if there's a lot of activity around us and there he prayed prayer kept his fellowship with god strong and sustained him and think about what it says in Luke chapter 6. I want to read this for you because it's so powerful. Luke 6 verse 11. You know, I hope you've been enjoying these daily teachings I've been doing with you because it's so wonderful. I'm loving it, to be honest with you. And they were filled with madness and communed one with another what they might do to Jesus because he had healed someone on the Sabbath. It came in those days that he went out into the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. They were planning to destroy him. Prayer canceled their plans. And later something else happens. In verse 13 it says, And when it was day, he called his disciples and chose twelve. So not only did it cancel the, the plans of the Pharisees, he was able to know who to call as an apostle. All his, his decisions made in prayer. And because of prayer, and only because of prayer, God's plan was saved in John chapter 6, verse 15. It says that the plan of God was saved. It says, when Jesus therefore perceived, John six fifteen, when Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone to pray. Because it wasn't time for him to be king yet. And the crowd was forcing him to be king. By force they wanted to put him on the throne. But prayer destroyed and canceled all that because it wasn't time. So think about that. And later that same prayer time saved the the life of the apostles themselves. Because it says very, very clearly. Let me just read it to you. It's so wonderful. Let me go with you to uh, Luke chapter Luke chapter, in fact, you know what? I want to just read something here. Because I, I, this is, I think, so precious. Okay. It says, he walked on the sea right after he had prayed. A storm hit. And in verse 22, well, verse 21 says they received him. And immediately the ship was at the land where they went. So not only did God save his plan? God saved the life, the lives of the apostles because the Lord had prayed at the same time. And then when, when you go and, and read Luke uh, chapter 9, which I was going to take you to too also, and you see the life of Peter saved himself, but not just that. It was because of prayer, like I shared Monday, it was because of prayer that the Holy Spirit revealed to Peter who Jesus was. Because it says in Luke uh, 9.18, it came to pass as he was alone praying, his disciples were with him, and he, and he asked, whom do people say I am? He was praying. In Matthew it says, Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of God, and Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father in Matthew 16. But what caused Peter to say that? The prayer of Jesus in Luke chapter 9 verse 18. So the Lord praying brings a revelation 
to Peter that Jesus is the Christ. That's powerful. And later we see the life of Peter the Apostle saved because Jesus had prayed for him too. It says in Luke twenty-two thirty-one, and I want to pray right now that God Almighty, I'm telling you, I'm feeling faith in my heart for this, that God Almighty will cause such a spirit of prayer to come on you that you will see miracles you've never seen before in your life. Luke twenty-two thirty-one talks about him, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And when you've been converted, strengthen your brothers. So, when did Jesus pray? In Luke chapter 9. I just gave it to you earlier. And verse 18. Because he he said, I already prayed for you. So not only did it save their life that night on the boat, it also saved Peter's life from the devil, wanted to to, to destroy him. Because Jesus that time, remember, in Matthew 16, he said, I give you the keys of the kingdom, so the devil couldn't do anything with that, could he? He he he, he could not stop what, what the Lord said to Peter, because right before that, the Lord prayed for him in Luke nine, verse eighteen, and then he said, "Whom do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am?" So he had to pray for him at that time, and then he said, "The devil wants to sift you, but I've already prayed for you." Oh, the power of prayer! So if Jesus knew the power of prayer, so omnipotent, so glorious. How about you and I? Well, Father, in the sweet, holy, blessed, matchless name of Jesus, we come and we believe that you will give everyone listening to me right now, Lord, that amazing anointing for prayer. Lord, stir them up on the inside. Anoint them with such an anointing that they will call upon your Lord and not give up till they see the miracle they've been believing for. In Jesus' holy name. And Lord, I pray as we pray together tomorrow, thousands of us all over the world, that you will save loved ones, that you'll bring miracles and healings to their homes, that you'll meet financial needs, And lift up burdens, Lord, and bring peace and joy and protect them from any plague out there. You said, no plague shall come nigh your dwelling. Lord, that you'll heal your people who've been affected by what's going on today on earth. And protect your people. And let this thing, Lord, come to an end. Let this whole COVID thing come to an end in the world. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. That we may be able to go back and live a normal life like we did. In the name of Jesus. Lord, remove it from the planet. Remove it from the earth. You're able to do it, Lord. Men cannot, but you can. We give you praise. And God's people said, Amen. I believe what I just prayed, that God will do it. And that this horrible thing out there will just disappear off the face of, of, of the earth. That God will remove it somehow, as he's done before. That humanity will be saved from this hour. And they will look up to the Lord in, in praise and faith. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I believe we're going to see one of the greatest, no, the greatest revival on the planet soon. The greatest move of God on the planet soon. 
as the church arises. And it doesn't take many. Look, 120 in the upper room shook the world. Just 120 people shook the world. Two men brought the world's revival. Just two. It doesn't take many. And think about it. If you and I just take that seriously and pray and continue to pray till God moves, God will do it. Hallelujah. Now let's agree, Father, every need. Just say, Lord, every need will every need will be met in my life. Every need. Would you pray this after me? Just say, Father, in Jesus' name, establish your plan in my life, for my life, through my life, and destroy the devil's plan. Just say that right now. Father, in Jesus' name, establish your plan in my life, for my life, through my life, and my children too, and destroy the enemy's plan in Jesus' holy name. Amen. And amen. And the enemy is that devil. And God will destroy his plans for you. Amen. And your children. And establish his plans only in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. Now listen, just before I say bye, I want to talk to you about the importance the beauty, the, the, the amazing miracle you'll see in your life financially, financially, when you obey what God says. I tell you this every day, but I'm telling you what, I'm sensing this stronger and stronger, more and more, that we need to give today more than ever to secure our tomorrow. I know it in my heart, disaster is, is coming. Economic disaster is on the way. It's not going to affect you if you're living for the Lord. It's not going to affect you if you love the Lord and obey His word because it says, I've not seen the righteous forsaken or received begging bread. But what we need to do is we have to give. We have to give. Not just pray, but we have to also give. Because when we give, we secure the future financially. People today are worried about tomorrow. Will they have enough money to survive? What's going to happen to the world economically? All that. The Bible gives us the answer. Ecclesiastes 11.2 says, As you give, you'll protect yourself from evil that will come on the earth. And what did God say? He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I'm going to open heaven over your life. And I'm going to rebuke the devourer. Because there's going to be a lot of devouring out there in the future for the world. But God will not let that devourer touch your life or finances. It says he will not touch the fruit. He'll not touch the harvest. That God will protect your money, you see. And he'll not touch your family. Nor your vine will cast your fruit before your time. That's the family. If you, if you read Malachi, it's powerful. He says, I'll open the windows of heaven, pour you down a blessing. There'll not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will put the devil behind bars when it comes to your finance. He cannot touch your money or children. And God will bless you and make you a delightsome people. For it says, I'll make you a delightsome land to Israel. That God will use you, bless you, prosper you. That everything you touch will be blessed in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, as they obey you, because you said we have to give, Lord. We have to sow seed. As they obey you, Lord, bless them. Bless them. Lord, I pray everything they touch will prosper. 
Well, those that don't have a good job, give them a better job. Give them something better than what they're believing for. Those that are in debt, Lord, give them enough money to pay off their house or their condo their, their, where they're living. Those who have needs, Lord, you said you will give us abundance. Lord, you, you, you said you'll, you'll give us houses and lands and a hundredfold of blessings. We give you praise. That's your word. We give you praise. Amen. Now, as you sow, just say, Father, I thank you for your promise. I thank you for what you said in your word. Amen. Now, don't forget, send me your prayer request for tomorrow, because I'm going to read some of your prayer requests. Pastor Benny at BennyHinn.org. Pastor Benny, that's the email. Pastor Benny at BennyHinn.org. And by the way, you can sow right now. You're seated on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, BennyHinn.org. You can mail it in the mail, and the address will be on the screen for you in just a moment. They are a post office box in Dallas, Texas. Or you can text BHM45777. Bless you. Tomorrow, the prayer meeting live, 7 p.m. East Coast. I'll see you then. Much love. Bye-bye.